Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, we're going to be talking about a subject many of you know, if not everybody knows about, which is drama people. You know, a narcissistic woman or man who can only function if they're stirring up drama or making huge mountains out of molehills in order to get as much attention as humanly possible will always say that they hate drama, but will be the first to start it. And every single, th- every single thing in this person's life is a soap opera. And only bad things or good things, uh, for that matter, happen to them. And you're, you're a puppet in their stage production of life, and they are the main star, and you should recognize this because they are pulling all the strings. And uh, so they'll sleep with anyone to make their current mate or spouse angry. Also, they love strippers, male and female, will sleep with them at any point, but swears they hate drama. And they may even accuse you of being the dramatic one to stir up drama, so they'll gaslight you. Also, um, they love to pit people against one another so that they can sit back and watch two people tear each other down. And that is their most favorite pastime. And so when we think of people being dramatic, or or in this case, overly dramatic, which in terms of uh, psychology is called histrionic, we think think of them making much of their appearance before others. They enjoy feeling and displaying emotions. And and once again, this kind of pairs up with narcissism. Um, They have a taste for tension-filled scenes, but basically what they're trying to do psychologically is project what they hate about themselves on other people because they can't take accountability for their self. And so everything they hate about themselves, they'll find targets to project that hatred on rather than absorb it within themselves. And they want others to know how they're interpreting a situation or how it's affecting them. And the only thing that matters or seems to is what's happening now. So they, they do dares and tantrums and ultimatums That's how they work. And so life becomes very hard. It becomes operatic. It takes a lot of energy to deal with these people. And certain situations can magnify these inclinations. So, you know, so can certain stages of life. Young people have what Eric Erickson called uh, gangling minds and bodies. They have not worked out the countless behavioral strategies that they'll need for a successful life functioning. So physical, emotional challenges sometimes overwhelm them. And they commonly occupy low social positions that make them victims of, uh, of much that happens. And so they face many issues and challenges for the first time. And add to that, uh, some adults expect and even want their char- uh, our charges to act in a way that is childish. And, and in the face of immature displays, these folks uh, can discipline and control other people. And we should not forget the other side of it. Dramatic behavior may help the misbehaviors get what they want. So the people that misbehave might get what they want. So commotion produces results, at least sometimes. I think that's the strategy of the Democratic Party, by the way. 
you know, drama with peers is not so different. You know, as Erickson famously explain people in their early teens are very concerned about their standing in social circles in addition to dealing with a whole lot of things that people expect of them as at this more independent life stage so young adults are preoccupied with issues of identity like who am i how do i fit in with others like me what do these people really think of me so young adults tend to check in with one another continually you know, what are you wearing? You know, are you going to the game? Uh, do you see, you know, so-and-so, what they posted? You know, th- this is what they talk about. And that's talking about people. And people that talk about people usually lack ideas, usually lack a whole lot of things. And and, and at that, uh, you know, uh, bonding stage, separating from others is key. So most of us can remember 7th and 8th grade as a constant shuffling of relationships, romantic crushes, you know, uh, friendships that dissolve quickly, uh, staying true to someone the rest of the gang disrespects is difficult in that stage. So cliques are commonplace, seventh, eighth, on into high school, and maybe on into college, depending on how immature a person really is. And, you know, the maturity rate is amazing because you won't really come into your full adulthood as a human being emotionally most commonly around until around 32 these days what we used to be 18 is now about 32 and so how do people manage each other remember there's mechanisms there's teasing and ridiculing there this is what dramatic people do you know the shame embarrassing people before other people so people may denounce each other uh, and you know tell them off or, or different again is the threat of being ignored or shunned or, or perhaps not hearing about information and events the rest of everybody else knows. And in that regard, few of us care for the silent treatment. You know, and then you add gossip. And they just these people just blow up everybody's life around them that chooses to have them in their life. And they do it all behind your back most often. And disturbing also is the spectacle for some people pairing it up or joining with other small groups in a way that openly displays their allegiance. You know, if you get a person like this in like group therapy, they're going to take all the oxygen in the room and everybody else is going to have to sit back and listen to their mouth talking about their own personal life without a regard for anybody else in the room. You know, small groups get blown up by people like this. It's kind of sad. Small groups are something that many churches do where they get people together and they talk about the the you know the sermon that they heard and and they get together and they they bond and do all kinds of great stuff but you get one of these narcissistic drama people in a room they're just going to suck it all up they're going to suck everything up and they're going to turn everybody upside down disturbing is the spectacle of some people pairing up or joining these small groups And then they openly uh, display their allegiance. And most dangerous of of all is the prospect of then having to banish them. And then the group getting a reputation for banishing the drama person, you know, where one no longer has any standing. uh, These all very basic human concerns, the rise of the Internet, you know, with the fear of missing out culture only magnifies them, gives them an audience. And then people start believing them because they don't have all the facts and don't really know what this person's all about. You know, if there's a, a concept that summarizes all this, it's a preoccupation with status. And ideally, we want to climb in the estimation of others. At least let us hold our place. But please don't let us 
fall out of the relationships that seem so central to who we are. And so the treatments um, are, are, are social control devices, and each of them effectively lets us know where we stand. And, and most of our standing is that very prospect that we fear, especially if it's a low standing situation. You know, so who can blame teenagers for being dramatic? I mean, they're very sensitive to their placements, open or just perceived uh, 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 slight hurts come deeply for them. And people of that age are not established enough to resist the influences of drama people. And then they have these tender egos and they need doses of support. And that breeds this narcissistic drama person, especially when people around them think the same. And when they don't get it, there may be blatant appeals for attention and dire threats. You know, enough said about these young folks, but how different are we adults? Aren't we just as involved in social dramas? Well, of course we are. You know, uh, uh, most of our interactions feature people trying to uphold a, a certain image of themselves, an idealized ego self before others. And, and, and we all want others to think of us in a certain way. And if only as the respectable people we claim to be. And to do that, we need to behave in a fashion that is consistent with how a respectable person of that sort would speak and act. And so the contention is that our behaviors are really performances. And, you know, it's, it's most of the time we sense that we are being watched and judged. And in that context, the very goal of those behaviors is to convince our, 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 the people that perceive us that we're the people we say we are. But unlike a stage play, a lot of people can actually read this behavior and they, they react to it. Many people run away from these folks. I mean, they just, it's like they're just suck everything up. But some people that are passive have a tendency to get in front of these people because now they can hide behind the drama person. And that's where they get their audience. And now, you know, uh, like a stage play, one party is the actor, the other is the audience. In real life, we alternate roles of play acting and spectating. Differently also in real life, there are no fixed scripts or prearranged endings. But there is an ending that this person wants. The drama person has an agenda, and it's all about them. Surprise, surprise. You know, uh, we dress, we groom our appearance in a way that suits our preferred version of ourselves. And, and uh, we choose to say what to say or what not to say. We control many kinds of nonverbal behavior like eye contact, uses of touch, physical distance, expressions, bodily gestures, tone of voice, posture. All are part of the rapport or repertoire that a person uses that is a drama person. Not that everybody doesn't. It's just drama people exaggerate all that to so much of an extent that it just sucks the energy to them. You know, the world is a stage. That's what Shakespeare used to say, you know, with their exits and their entrances. So we are friends. This is this is Shakespeare. We're, you know, that was Shakespeare. Their exits and their entrances. And we're friends. We're lovers. We're parents. We're children. We're siblings. We're co-workers, teammates, leaders. We know that behavior at a party is quite different from behavior at a funeral. You know, we, con we conduct ourselves accordingly. You know, all the while, we understand that expectations for us are not entirely generic. You know, rather, we must do what is appropriate for us as people. You know, our behaviors is not 
just in the moments at hand, but often the days or even the years that follow. And so, you know, situational identities as well as broader ones that spin our entire lives is what we all have to deal with. And the best thing a person can do is be as one. Try to be the person you are through all the context that life gives us. You know, we try to convince others about, you know, various things, uh, maybe your politics, maybe your opinions, maybe your philosophies, maybe your religion. Uh, you know, we may even use props as, as a way of, uh, you know, having things in a certain way, like your home or your car, or your cell phone, clothing, even smells. You know, we may take our friends, our dogs, our children along with us to achieve the effect of having them. We don't want others to think of us in a certain way and to consider our performance sincere. So, you know, there's another side of it. We are, at the same time, audiences. And that's what the drama people forget, is they don't want to be a part of the audience. They only want to be the center of attention. And so you have to understand that in your life, you as a person have to ask yourself, how much energy do I need to give this person in my life? And quite frankly, if you're dealing with an adult that's like this or a parent or a teacher or somebody, your boss, somebody you're forced to, you're going to have to have some tools to deal with those people. And, and that is tricky because this is their main coping skill. And unfortunately, you know, we, we observe and judge other people with the intent of discovering whether they are indeed people they say they are. And that's whether they're genuine, because we cannot read our, their minds and we have to observe their words and behaviors. We have to rely on the words and behaviors of others who know them. And that's one of the things that drama people understand is that they want you to count on the image that they're projecting. And effectively, we try to see through that. And we think we do this, especially when we catch them out in various slips and errors. You know, unintentionally, they blurt out something they, they should have withheld or make an odd joke or lose control of their emotions. And, and of special importance are the moments when they think they're offstage, presumably out of our view, and when they think our attention is diverted, but we see them, or we think, and we see them in a less guarded form, and guess what? We start to see the cracks in their armor. You know, social life consists of a lot of carefully managed impressions. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it's in, that, in the world that we live in, in the older world that we live in, people acknowledge the importance of keeping up appearances. But these days, you know, we're, we're not in that world. Keeping up appearances can actually be a negative in many regards because it appears as a facade. And unfortunately, people that are drama people assume that people don't read that in them. And the real question is, do you want your passions to be overtaken by a person who needs drama in their life? Do you want to always be diverted by people who everything has to revolve around them? And that means if you do want to stop that, then what you have to have is good boundaries. And what are good boundaries? Where they're simple. Learning how to say no to people and places and things that are not good for you. That is self-love. Learning how to say no to people, places, and things that are not good for you. And the more you learn to do that, the more you build your integrity. 
And the more you build your integrity and set boundaries, the better people know you. And the more magnetic you become, the more people want you in their life. And so the true understanding of any logical person is that the listener is much more important and has all the power compared to the speaker. And that, my friends, is what you have to realize when you're dealing with the drama person, that they absolutely need you to respond to them so badly that they'll do anything to get your attention in any way, shape, form, or fashion, whether it's negative or positive. And quite frankly, to them, negative attention is better than no attention at all. And God forbid you tell a drama person a secret or give them information they shouldn't have because they will blow it out over the doors, over everybody, and they will do anything to take somebody that they perceive in a higher social position, even if you're not, and even if you know you're, you're just a person that's flawed, they'll take those flaws and blast them over to everyone as much as they can and usually behind your back. Now, I'm not trying to make this nasty negative episode, but the fact is is that we all have to deal uh, with people like this. And so, you know, when we think about the behaviors, we got to understand what are the indicators to tell us we are dealing with a drama person. So we're going to go into the indicators and the types, and then we're going to go into how to blow them down. All right, so come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Listen for Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. Her show topics cover creating lasting transformation in challenging environments and how creating change can have an impact on the success of individuals from a mind, body, and spirit perspective. It's going to be inspiring and uplifting each week. So tune in on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and also listen on the Voice America Business and Influencers Channels. Transformation takes one step at a time. It's time. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right. When you think about what we're talking about is uh, dramatic people. You know, when you think about 
some of the behaviors that you've seen from overly dramatic people. You may picture someone making a scene in public, but their behavior is so inappropriate, dramatic people, that it's both embarrassing and it's funny, especially to others who are watching the scene. And when you are the person involved in the drama, the humor is less obvious. So the dramatic people in your life can be the ones you most want to avoid due to their embarrassing behavior. But sometimes you have to interact with them. You know, there's some common behaviors that these people have. You know, dramatic people seem like uh, being emotional, but it's it's true. But the truth is their emotions are usually shallow and superficial. And they want people to notice how upset and how frustrated, how sad, how anxious they are and to come to their rescue. And don't fall for that trap. It's it's too, you know, it's too easy. Make sure you recognize those behaviors and, of dramatic people and how to avoid behaving that way yourself. You know, quite frankly, when someone big like a parent in this person's life dies, they'll steal everybody's emotions away and make it all about them. And everybody else has to just kind of sit on the sidelines and avoid the grieving process. It's sad. I mean, these folks can be so selfish. They are, One of the big signs is either they're aggressive or they're depressed. And so self-aggression, like picking at skin, pinching, hitting, punching walls, hitting the floor like a child, that's all aggressive actions that involve physically aggressive and inappropriate behavior. But aggressive behavior tendencies can be dangerous for those who are around this person. And avoiding the dramatic person, especially if they display this behavior before, is probably the best when they're having an outburst. Um, you know, severely overly dramatic people can suffer from mental illness that may require hospitalization to prevent them from harming themselves for attention. You know, um, <laughs> when they exhibit that behavior of aggressiveness, that's that's really uncooperative and attention seeking. And basically, they're making a statement that I want my way and don't ever make me say this again. And, and the same, you know, if if. You know, 60% in a study of psychiatric patients who had histrionic uh, personality disorder had symptoms of depression as well. And again, the emotion is likely a display for the benefit of keeping your sympathy focused on them. The other thing about these folks, another indicator of a dramatic person is embarrassing behavior. Attention-seeking drama people will act out in ways that attract the most attention to themselves. By They're either loud, they're obnoxious, they turn heads, they, they, they seem to love to do that. And when we think of the behavior of a dramatic person, we sometimes say they're being a drama queen due to our typical bias tendency to stereotype women more often than men acting this way, quite quite frankly, in this day and age, I think it's across the board. Um, more often, women are, are, are likely to suffer from behaving like a dramatic person, at least as far as a number of clinical diagnoses and studies have been done. But a recent report, uh, report found that defines sex bias when these disorders are diagnosed. You know, we tend to label men as antisocial, and then women as hysterical personalities when they may have identify uh, you know the exact same features now another indicator of a drama person is they're childish they love to throw temper tantrums this is what it looks like when you see a dramatic person behaving inappropriately dramatic people behave that way because well they always uh, always have their whole life 
this childish behavior never stopped for these people, and they never became fully formed adult people. As a matter of fact, most of them were probably neglected, abused, or something back in their childhood, and they're kind of frozen in that state of time emotionally. Or they may have triggers that throw them back to that child at, at, a, at a certain point in childhood where they were abused. And if you think you may have thrown a tantrum or acted childish in, in other ways, think about your family members who may have taught you that behaving that way was how to get what you wanted. You know, So seek counseling to deal with any residual issues from your childhood that are still showing up in your personal life. The other indicator, another one of dramatic people, is they act like everything is the end of the world. So they catastrophize. And, and every day has something horrible, terrible, awful, or tragic. And, then, and you, you may have to be the person who's prone to being overly dramatic. And so that person, well, this drama person, uh, will be overly dramatic on the positive side where things are fabulous. And they tend to run to the extremes. It's either awful or fabulous. And, and, and they can usually recognize it by behavior by what they put on social media. Black and white thinking all the way. When people say, oh, it's not that bad, you know, take it as a sign that you may be behaving like a dramatic person when you hear that statement being said. Limit your extremes that you talk about both aloud and to others in your own head. And these people are just exhausting. After you speak to a drama person, you feel drained of your energy. There's no energy vampire quite like a dramatic person, and they know how to suck a lot of energy. And another type of dramatic person is the whiner. There's a lot of people who whine, but they have no solutions, no solutions at all. These pe people will suck the soul straight out of your body, um, and you don't want to give them that kind of time. You know, they, they, they pull you into their drama, saying how they can't handle the current situation and how you have to do this and that for them. So use your power of words by, like I said, just say no. You know, do you have that kind of person that's draining, unsupportive, difficult people are one of life's biggest challenges? And so, you know, we want to talk about how to stop them. And uh, you deserve to have people in your life that you enjoy spending time with, that support you, and that love hanging out with you. So here's the problem. Guilt. Whenever you talk to a toxic person, these things pop up over time. They're, they're either a friend by history, and this is a person whom you've known forever. Maybe you went to elementary school together. If you're neighbors, now you feel guilty ending the relationship, and then there's the friend by proximity. This is a person who comes as a package with someone else in your life. Maybe it's your partner's best friend, your partner's brother, the person they married, their childhood friend. You feel guilty because you don't want to put your person in an awkward situation. And then there's this friend by context, and this is a person who you see all the time in a special area of your life, someone you work with, someone on your on your team or someone who lives across from you and you feel guilty bursting them or brushing them off because you see them all the dang time. So sometimes these relationships are casual, but other times they can grow just rotten and you end up keeping someone in your life who's jealous or has a totally different set of ethics and that's when it becomes toxic. You know, there's the conversational narcissist. You know, have you ever been talking to someone who keeps interrupting you? 
Maybe you should revise that. Have you ever been trying to talk to someone who won't let you get a word in and who really doesn't care what you have to say? Um, they're just conversational narcissists, and they love to talk about themselves. And these dramatic people just hear themselves talk. They don't ask you any questions. They don't wait for your responses. They won't shut up. And in relationship, these people end up being completely self-centered and will never be attentive to your needs. And then there's the straitjacket type of person. And that is someone who wants to control everything and everyone around you and them. And they want to be in charge of what you do, what you say, and even what you think. And you know the person I'm talking about. They freak out when you disagree with them. They won't stop trying to convince you that they're right and you should do what they say. In the relationship, this person will give you no breathing room. They will constantly nag you until you're in the complete alignment. And be careful because these people will go after your emotional, conversational, mental freedom until you have nothing left. So get out. Get out while you can. You know, that's a big deal. Also, then you have this person who is emotionally uh, steals from you. And this person is known as a spiritual vampire because they tend to suck the positivity out of you or bleed you emotionally dry. And these are people who always have something sad, negative, pessimistic. The conversation, that's the whiner, by the way. In conversations and relationship, they can never see the positive. And they tend to bring everyone down. And if you're with someone and they don't have bad things to say uh, whenever you see them, watch out because it might not get better. Then there's just the magnetic drama person. And this person, some toxic people are magnets for drama. Something's always wrong, always. And of course, once a problem's solved, another one emerges. And then they'll only want your empathy, sympathy, support, but not your advice. You offer to help, but they never seem to want to fix anything. Instead, they just want to complain and complain. If a, you know, a relationship a drama uh, makes them victims and, and they thrive in that crisis of being a victim because it makes them feel important. If someone is a beacon for adversity, watch out. You might one day become part of that drama. Then there's this jealous, judgmental person. Many friends, and I bet you can spot them from a mile away, want to show you how to as well. You know, jealous people are, are incredibly toxic because they have so much self-hate that they can't be happy for anyone around them. And typically their jealousy comes out as judgment and criticism and gossip. According to them, everyone else is awful, uncool, lacking in any way. If someone starts to gossip jealously about other people, watch out, this might be a toxic person. You need to think about that. Also then there's the dramatic liar. Oh, there's so many of these in life. You know, uh, you need a liar detection system. They're, they exaggerate, they just flat out lie, they, they fib. You know, it's exhausting to have somebody in your life like that because they take no accountability for anything. And so they're just, they just blow your life up. And it drains us because we're constantly doubting their words. And to live with a, with a liar and always having to doubt their words, that affects your energy and effort that you have to put into a relationship. Also, there's the one that'll just mow you down and they crush everything. And that, that, that kind of person's always right, doesn't take anyone's feelings or ideas into account and constantly puts himself first. 
They are incredibly arrogant. They see their personal options as facts. And this is because they often think they're the smartest person in the room. So they see every conversation in person as a challenge that must be won over. And they rarely see others as equals. And that can be challenging, too, when when trying to form a, a loving connection. You know, if you feel like your ideas are run over and you're not being respected, get out while you can. You know, how do you deal with this? How do you deal with it? You know, did someone pop in your head as I explain these personality types? You know, it's important. You know, you have to constantly, if you have to constantly save the person and fix their problems, if you're covering up or hiding for them, if you dread seeing them, you feel drained, you get angry, you're sad, you're depressed when you're with them, they, they cause you to gossip or be mean, if you feel like you have to impress them, if you feel like you're affected by their drama, if you have to, if they ignore your needs and don't hear no, you deserve to have a wonderful, supportive person in your life. You need to understand that you have the right to have a person in your life and decide who you surround yourself by because who you surround yourself by is what you will become. You will be influenced. So, you know, uh, um, you really have to be able to understand how do we protect ourselves. And if you want to create a little bubble around yourself to keep these people away, accept that you can't change their behavior. Remember, you can't make people behave differently. It's always the first line of defense. When you interact with people with this in mind, you're less likely to give unwanted advice, engage in arguments, or be disappointed that they have a crisis. It's just the way it is. They always have a crisis. You don't have to solve it. You also, if you want to get ahead of this, anticipate tough situations. Spend some time reflecting on when drama has occurred and who's caused it. You know, often there's patterns and repeat offenders and recognizing when you're most vulnerable, you can help you prepare and create a plan to use these strategies. Stay calm. Stay calm. You know, the key to dealing with drama people is to stay calm and not feed them. Hugely important. Hugely important to do that. And, and uh, you know, your goal is to let the drama just wash over you like a wave, but don't pull you under. You know, deep breathing, grounding, mantras, other anxiety uh, reducing strategies can help. Put on some music, something that relaxes you. Get away from it as much as you can. You know, remove yourself from it. Sometimes you need to put some space between you and the drama. You know, plan to take some breaks. Step away by going for a walk or play with the kids or the pets. You know, I assure you it's going to be perfectly reasonable to retreat to another room or even the bathroom for 15 minutes so you can regroup. And if things feel overwhelming, let people know that you're not feeling well. Go home early. You know, this is a form of self-care and you need to do it for yourself. Even if others are unhappy with your decision to leave, you have to be firm and stand up for yourself. And the whole thing about a drama person is their tendency is you want to make you you want to take the attention away from them. But don't make it about you, because if you do that, that will just accelerate their behavior. 
you know, no matter what anyone says, the drama, they want, they would also love to convince you that you are the problem because they love to project what they hate about themselves on the people they love and the people that they tend to feel close to, you know? So another helpful thing to keep in mind is your drama loving relative is protecting, projecting their issues, their traumas, their insecurities on you and don't buy it. That's gaslighting. Yes, it, it's hard not to think, think, take things personally or think you're crazy. You know, if you're used to being blamed and singled out as a problem and then you just keep accepting it over time, you're going to become ca- passive aggressive. And one of these days that stuff's going to come out and then you're going to look like the crazy one instead of them. And they will use that against you because if you're passive aggressive, when you finally react, you're going to blow up and it's going to look like you're crazy. Unfortunately, it's that crazy maker that's been making you hold that in because you don't like conflict. So you hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. And guess what? It comes out as a big blast. And when you do that, they go, see, 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 it's you, 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 you. It's not me. It's not me. And they use that forever and ever and ever. Remember when you punched the wall? Remember when you said this? Remember when you blew up? And man, oh, man. You got to begin to take control of your own emotions because that's all you can control. You can't and you are not responsible for how other people feel. They and how they choose to react. That is their responsibility. They do that on their own. And no matter how much they want to tell you that you make me feel, you don't make them feel anything. They choose to feel what they choose to feel. They choose to react the way they want to react. You know, the most important thing that we can control is how we react to things in life, bad or good. That's a huge, uh, grown-up, mature way to understand. You know, the, it, it's hard not to take things personally if you're used to being blamed. But, you know, try to think about your their behavior and how it reflects on them and not you. Instead of what it means about you, I know it hurts, but you need to let it go. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about uh, avoiding these toxic drama people and then how we can uh, develop some tools for healing and some more tools to how to uh, deal with these folks when you have them in your life and some remedies. So come back. your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? 
you're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, Please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about these drama people. All of us have to deal with these people. The deal is you need to stay in your own lane. You know, uh, uh, don't get overly concerned about what others are doing. You know, you shouldn't take responsibility for solving other people's problems. Chances are you're not going to be able to anyway. However, you know, when you think you can, you should or, or should intervene, you'll get sucked into their drama. And even though it's hard to sit by and watch their, you know, other people in pain, don't make it your job to fix or change the situation. If someone tries to draw you in, you can even say, I'm working on staying in my own lane. It's hard enough for me to, to make decisions in my life. It's complicated enough. I can't make decisions for your life. The other thing is you want to maintain very, very clear boundaries. Your, your dramatic person, friend, relative spouse probably lacks boundaries which means you're going to need super clear and consistent boundaries for yourself they feel entitled to hijack conversations make demands think about everyone's plans should revolve around them so it's your job to draw a line and let them know what's acceptable and what you're willing to do and the other thing is if they're talking to you you want them to validate what you've said what did what did you hear me say i need to know i need to know that you heard what I said. Make them validate you, but don't compromise your health, your emotional well-being, your ability to enjoy social events in order to satisfy their unreasonable demands. The bottom line is this person, if you make them a huge weighted person in your life, somebody that plays a big role, you're going to take years off your life due to the stress and anxiety that they cause. You know, the fact is is that we die from stress. Stress activates our exit strategy from life. If it's heart disease, if it's diabetes, if it's all of the above, whatever it is, cancer, whatever it is, that will get triggered by your stress because stress lowers your white blood cell count. And, and it's like you're always in a, in a, in a medical sim situation, a somatic meaning there's nothing that you can specifically target, but you're not feeling well. And there's maybe heart, heart palpitations or stomach pain or whatever. 
but those things take a toll on your life. And living like you're always in a stressful situation, once again, is going to take years off your life. You know, get support whenever possible. Have have somebody you can go to that they're, they're where they're fairly drama free. You know, it could be a friend that's willing to debrief you after a drama. So don't be afraid to reach out for support uh, during or after spending time with this dramatic person. It's your job to draw the line and let them know what's acceptable and what you're willing to do. Don't compromise yourself. Don't compromise your health, your well-being, your ability to enjoy. Don't do it. Now, healing, you know, you know, there's 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 a type of people, these drama people um, that well, they basically are going to draw you in to do things that they do. They're going to want you to align with their judgments of people right off the bat, you know, and, you know, you never know where people come from or where their background is. And so what's good is don't get something heated in your head that this person's judging them. That doesn't mean you have to judge them the same way. You know, the, the, the narcissistic drama person is going to be pushy and chevy, and they're going to want you to put that person uh, into a box and basically make them a black and white person, not taking them as a person they are. And, and they get very frustrated, drama people, when when you begin to see other sides of people that they've aligned against or they're gossiping against. They'll just keep trashing them and trashing them and trashing them without giving, giving the benefit of doubt to people that most of the time, even if people make mistakes, they don't have bad intentions. You know, don't feed their ego. You know, never give in to feeding ego. You know, most of the times people who are frustrating or dramatic, they're very much identified with their ego, their sense of who they present themselves to be. So their sensitivity of identity is like you hit that and you're going to, to you're going to get the, the wrath of God on you. And, and they want to win uh, uh, winning arguments all the time. And they want to show people that they're right or even put you down at the cost of them to feel superior. They never get in and you kind of reply that, that trying to see say a neutral thing like I see or I understand so you don't engage them. But what they're going to try to do is they're, they're going to find that frustrating and they're going to want to say, okay, you're aligned with me. I'm right. And until they get that, they won't stop. And that's this childish, crappy thing that dramatic people do. You know, condition their behavior. If you deal with them, you know, I don't hope you ever happen to, but most likely you find yourself stuck in a situation where you have to deal with this person all day long. And this can be a demanding boss or a negative friend, especially here in the COVID situation. If you're married to somebody that's like this, oh, lordy, divorce rates are through the roof right now, but nobody can get divorced because the courts aren't open. Or if they're open, they're just online and nobody gets what they want when they're because uh, everybody wants to fight it out in court. Well, you don't really get a, an appearance, so guess what? That Everybody gets frustrated with that situation, but there's a long line of divorces out there right now just due to the fact that, that you finally had to sit in the house with this drama person and have all the energy in your life sucked away. You know, if you're dealing with somebody who's like that, you know, don't, don't, don't focus on the bad things. Just be observant. Compliment or praise them for whatever small things they do. So you want to kind of coach them out of that behavior. You know, your friend may uh, be, uh, you know, may say something uh, bad. Well, counter with something good. 
and so, or look at it differently as as maybe this is a good thing, you know. But but don't try to sit there and and buy all their negativity, you know. Come back with positivity, you know. If if also the best thing with a dramatic person is just be straightforward, and that's you know no BS. You, you don't give in to the drama. You just tell the person how you're feeling, what your true opinion is, and you get out. And sometimes people are so consumed in their drama that they don't even know that they are. They're unconscious when this is happening because they're no longer talking. And this is a voice inside talking for them. And the only way to get them to snap out of it and back to reality is to be grounded and say a direct, straightforward response of how you feel. Sometimes showing them another side of you, a bold, confident strong side that suddenly and completely takes them off guard and it's like sending an email uh, that has one or two sentences of concise and effective points instead of writing some long-winded response you know that's the last thing you want to give a drama person if you can avoid them from the start just do it the best solution is to just not be near them if you have a crazy boss get a new job you know, if you have an over uh, uh, over loud roommate, live alone. You know, if you have uh, uh, dramatic people, get out of their way. Generally speaking, there's there's uh, those who avoid confrontation at all costs, and those who thrive on stirring up the kind of interpersonal disasters. So, like, in, as a matter of fact, drama people are oftentimes in reality television, and guess what? They get so much time from us. You know, uh, they have this need for drama and they are a constant cycle of disaster and victimhood, uh, often to the point that they manipulate other people to fill their drama. So, if, you know, <laughs> if you say things, you know, now it's it's best to understand how this person will work. There's signs you, 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 you have a need for a drama personality. And if you say things just to mess with people, that is a sign you're a, a drama person. And, and that's pretty obvious, but, but it, you know, if you get your kicks out of winding people up and watching them go, you're probably a pretty dramatic person, you know, and, and, and uh, kind of mean too. That, you know, this, this is something that makes people feel out of control. So what else is there to do than to complain about it or to anyone who will listen? Also, you know, drama people live for gossip, you know, uh, and, and, and if they speak without thinking, that is another sign. Pretty much everyone has uh, word vomited before, but, you know, dramatic personalities are correlated with impulsiveness, including speaking without thinking. This is something they just constantly, constantly do. And they do things that get them in trouble. Needless to say, if they can't keep their opinions to themselves, they might be stirring up more drama than necessary. And a lot of times these people feel like everybody is out to get them. And this goes back to the perceived victim. And, and so highly dramatic people tend to see themselves as the victim of other people's actions. And they're often sensitive to perceived slights. And, and that's just uh, uh, this the, continues to feed the theme of persistent perceived victimization. And, and they don't even know. They, they, they don't realize how self-focused they are because they really lack any feelings of, of uh, grandiosity associated with narcissism. They, they kind of are uh, delusional 
about the idea of, of being a dramatic person. They think they are the opposite. They think they're protecting everyone from themselves. You know, there's a lot of research that notes that people with uh, dramatic personalities have an external locus of control, that they see events as happening to them rather than their own actions playing a part in bringing them about. And so when you're with this person, you're always going to be the one to blame because you're doing things to them in their eyes. They're not in charge of their life. And, and, you know, weird things do happen, but if they happen all the time, you might be the common denominator if you're a dramatic person. You know, so when you're honoring the present moment by allowing it to be, you're creating drama. You know, (laughs) there's a lot. One day, uh, we'd be codependent attached at the hip, sending, uh, you know, emails to other people sometimes. And once we do that, sometimes we don't realize we're interacting with somebody that's a dramatic person. And a lot of things that they're putting in their emails are good indicators that they may not be a good person to talk to. Look at your Facebook and see what the locus of control of the person, people that you deal with are there. Are they external or are they internal? Is there a reason that that you, you found yourself in dramatic relationships? And you have to wonder, is this something that you call for in your life? If, if chaos is a status quo, and if chaos was a part of your childhood, you're probably going to continue wanting chaos in your life because you learned how to deal with it when you were younger. And so fortunate, unfortunately, a lot of people will get in relationships or be attracted to people who cause chaos because that's what they grew up with was tons of chaos and that they grew used to it. And then they mimic that into their life, even if they didn't like it and even if they didn't want it. You know, uh, um, a lot of people panic when they don't have it there. And and they may not feel comfortable unless they're fighting someone or fighting themselves. You know, the, <laughs> there's a lot of people who, who contradicted themselves because it was easier to blame the world and and stay the same than it would be to really see yourself making changes. A lot of these folks that are dramatic people are afraid of change because they want everything to be about them and they don't want to lose that. They don't want to be absorbed by society. They want to feel like they're the weird one, the outsider. And, and so unfortunately, they live on creating this drama. You know, you get what you put out. If you act a way that is positive and minimal, you attract the same kind of positive situations and people. And you got to remember that in life. You know, you, you also, if you're going to be with someone like that, you want to change your perspective. Be happy about little things. Let the big stuff go because you can't change any of it. You know, zoom out your mind to a point of uh, uh, far enough away and above so that you can see things that are little in your life that you will begin to appreciate. When you calm your life down, you begin to understand and, and and enjoy the flavor of living. It all of a sudden becomes slower and, and, and like a good meal. You just enjoy it and you relish it. And that's what life is about is being in the moment. All right. That's our show. Thank you for listening. You know, I would love to hear from you. And you could do that at voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Remember, D-R-A-M-A. Dumb retards asking for more attention. (laughs) Also remember, Facebook desperately needs a I don't need your drama button. 
Also, when you're alone and feeling lonely, you are obviously in bad company. <laughs> also, remember, ladies, if your husband is financially, physically, and, and uh, emotionally available to your children, you're not a single mother, but a single woman. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. Come back. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 